0: Is, Hi. Can we hear you. That's yes, we can hear you. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Hold
1: on, I'm just turning the um, echo jiggery pokery off. Ah, it's not working. Fuck it.
0: What are you trying to do? You give yourself uh, sparkles again? So that you no, like no, no look, those... there,
1: there, the lights are behind me. But no, there's a um eco-cancellation Christmas
0: over there <laughs> yeah, that's what I asked one time
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he doesn't he thinks it's odd that I like the sparkly lights but
0: she's into she's one of those people who likes Christmas year-round you know what <laughs> I mean she just celebrates you know
2: yeah I'm kind of witch on that
0: <laughs> uh Yvonne this is Ian what's your last name Brosman what is it Brosman Ian Brosnan, There you go. We're at Eli Wine Bar in Dublin. Uh, yeah, and I've been looking
1: Eli, Eli Wine Bar up up online. Very swish, very swanky. Uh,
2: a little bit, a little bit,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's swanky good. enough where it got him uh, brought to New Zealand for that summit, you were just telling me, right? So Yes, uh, back in oh, 2019. Really? Oh, hold on, I'm
1: just having a bit um, of issue hearing you. I'm just going to try and... Plug you in again. See if this
0: works.
1: There you go. That's much better. Way better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, you were in New Zealand in 2019. Yeah, 2019, I went on the summer
2: trip, uh, which was just incredible. Um, Mm. I was the uh, the only person from Ireland. I think there was maybe one from the UK, a couple from Europe, from the States, from Australia, uh, from Asia. 16 of us in total. The, the summit event itself, which is like one day of really intensive tasting, yeah. was on in Hawke's Bay.
1: That's right. I remember that. Beautiful. I wasn't there. Didn't um, get invited myself, but um, I do know it was happening. But
2: uh, <laughs> we, we spent, you know, I think it was about two and a half weeks in total uh, in New Zealand. So we started in, with a night in Wellington. Then we had a couple of days in Martinborough, which was incredible. Uh, then we drove up to Hawke's Bay. We were there for a few days. Then we flew down to Marlborough for the International Sauvignon Blanc Celebration. Awesome! Which was just like four days of party. <laughs> um, then we <laughs> flew back. No, it wasn't. It was really hard work. Yes, it uh, was hard yeah, work. yeah, sure, sure. Uh, very educational. Um, then we flew back up to Gisborne for a Chardonnay and Sparkling Wine Symposium, which was really good. Uh, then we had a night in Auckland, and then we flew back
0: down to Queenstown and uh, Central Tago. Did you, were you on that, like, Air New Zealand flight that, yeah. like, yeah. ah, you were the, on that the thing. The wine flight. The did, wine did flight. That? I
1: heard about the wine flight. Again, wasn't on it yeah. myself, but heard. Yeah. There were yeah. stories. There were things that, um, things that need to be, best stay in the overhead locker, methinks.
2: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, <laughs> but uh, we got on that after I think four days in in Marlborough of you know said tastings and parties, and we were all feeling a little delicate, you know, getting on the plane, <laughs> and everybody was kind of thinking, you know, I'll get on here, I'll sleep the whole way up, I'll you know when I get there I'll be refreshed, and we got on and it was like boom wine flight, you know, and started pouring all the wines so like hey, hey. yeah, <laughs> and on it goes. Uh, so yeah, we. We got off the plane refreshed, uh, but it was amazing.
1: Refreshed and, you know, but the hand-eye coordination, not so, not Uh, so refreshed. Back to normal. Yeah. And you know what? Did, like, New Zealand just kind of cuddled you, didn't it? You know, New Zealand just went, come here, little darlings yeah let's let's show you the Uh, ways
2: it was it was was my first time being there properly you know i'd had a a couple of stopovers before i'd spent a few hours in an airport once but it it was my first time properly seeing the country uh and it was just spectacular well
1: that's really good Um, news
2: uh, and you know obviously the the country itself the the people were amazing but the the wines that we you know we were given access to Mm. uh was eye-opening you know Uh, and everything from kind of you know, everyday wines that you, you know, uh, that you'd find in supermarkets to uh, really obscure wines, you know, up and coming grape varieties. Yeah, mm. it, it was just, you know, we, we really got a, a total oversight. <laughs> of And like any, any surprises,
1: out. anything that you were presented that you went, holy shit, I had no idea New Zealand did this. Like, were there um, any surprise wines?
2: Some beautiful Shannon Blancs mm? um, from up Gisborne area. Uh I, I've always been a huge fan of Syrah and uh, Syrah from New Zealand. We uh, like I you. Think it's, yeah. yeah. I think it's, <laughs> I'm shaking my head. I know he's shaking his head and close your ears, Daniel. I think mm-hmm. it's possibly the best red variety in New Zealand at the moment. Oh, hmm. I have
0: no arguments. I'm not going to argue. Um, you know?
2: Gorgeous Chardonnay. Uh, you know, we got to meet um, the winemaker from Kuma River at the, the Chardonnay Symposium. And, uh, Michael. Yeah. big, big fan of his stuff. Um, but, you know, uh, we had an aged Sauvignon mm. day uh, at at the uh, Marlborough, and tasting was all older Sauvignons, and you know I was blown away. We we don't get to try them over here with that bit of age on them, so they we drink them
0: too fast, you know.
2: Yeah, we taking, and you <laughs> know,
1: and that's the thing that everyone fast. gets told, you know, drink the Sauvignon as soon as it's, as soon as it's in the bottle, just get it, yeah. you know, get it down you, but. Um, I'm a huge yeah, fan of a, aged Sauvignon. I love of, that whole barrel fermented style that you know has a bit yeah. of um, age worthiness to it. They can be so just super stylish and textural and and delicious. Yeah. I think a lot of people have bad experiences with. There's a difference between an old Sauvignon and an aged Sauvignon. Age. You know, some Sauvignon yeah.
0: mm.
1: has just tipped over and it's just flabby and asparagusy and can peas and awful. Yeah. But then yep. the others can be, you know, smoky textural and lemongrassy and elderflowery and yep. beautiful. We, uh,
2: we tasted quite a few from Grey Wacky. Nice. Uh, and, you know, and quite a few older vintages and, and they were just
1: incredible. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Do you do a Sauvignon Blanc? Yeah, um, some of them. Daniel, do you do a Sauvignon Blanc to age? Like, do you do a barrel fermented Sauvignon yet? I say yes. No, I, I
0: I was trying to do one uh, from Marlborough this year, but I couldn't logistically hmm. make it happen um, uh, in time. We're working on it possibly for next year, but of course, I helped for many years make Grace at um, Paratua, which I think is a gorgeous wine. Jason does a great job with hmm. that, and it
1: is gorgeous.
0: So I learned a I learned a lot uh, about particularly about white oak and how to use it. You know, I'd always made barrel fermented Chardonnay for other people I work for and myself and everything, but um, I think it's like a whole different animal when you're um, barrel fermenting Sauvignon. And it's, mm. uh, yeah, I just learned a lot about, you know, fine grain oak and just mm. being a little more delicate with things and lee stirring and all that, you know. Um, so I, I really like that wine, and mm. they've done that wine for. 12 or 15 years whatever it is you
1: yeah, will see jason would have been around age ones. yeah well jason would have been around jason you know the winemaker at Paratour would have been i think at sacred hill back in like 1999 2000 like so, a long time ago Sevolved. and sacred hill made sauvage which to this mm. day i say it's probably you know The, the, I think the style really suits Hawke's Bay, you know, know, barrel fermented style for sure. So, um,
0: that sort of richer style is great, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, tell me about, um, tell me about your bar and the wines in your bar, Ian. I'm curious, what, um, how come, how many Um, New Zealand wines have you got in there, and how long have you been buying New Zealand wines in, and how did you meet this guy, Dan?
2: How did that (laughs) happen? Um, we we'll would start with the, the wine bar itself, mm. is coming up on 25 years old, so it opened in December 1999. Uh, I first worked here in 2001. Mm-hmm. I was obviously just a child. Maybe um, I <laughs> uh, worked here for, for about a year or so, left, came back again in 2002, left, came back again in 2012, by which time it had become uh, the little Eli Empire. So we had two other restaurants and, and wine bars. So I came back as wine buyer for the group, uh, sommelier, educator, all of those sort of things. Um, and now, well, what are we, how many years later?
0: 23. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, from 12? 12. <laughs> 12 years, 12 years later. Don't even ask, later. like, yeah.
1: it's, it's 9 yeah. o'clock at night over here and I can't, my ability to do any kind of maths is... It's
0: 10 o'clock in the
2: morning and I can't do anything. <laughs> So, this many years later, I'm still here. Um, So, yeah, my role is still as wine buyer. Uh, I run wine courses, education, you know, wine events, things like that. Uh, Staff training, all of that. Um, So, all of the fun parts of the job.
1: Fantastic. Mm.
2: Um, Obviously, we've always had uh, New Zealand wines on the list, you know, from when I first became involved in the wine business in Ireland, which is twenty. Five years ago, uh, New Zealand wines even back then were pretty strong, but at the time it would have been very much Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc and probably to a lesser extent Pinot. Uh, one of the things we we've always done here in Eli is look for you know wines that were that little bit different. Um, so in the early days, it would have been finding other grape varieties from New Zealand, so whatever it was, Syrah or Cabernet blend. Mm. Um, chardonnay at a time when chardonnay wasn't the most popular variety no uh over here there was still a bit of a backlash um so we've always had uh, a, a pretty strong new zealand section on the list um at the moment we've probably got about 350 400 wines on the list
1: what uh, so sorry like how many
2: no, no, not, not from New Zealand. Oh, okay. In, in total. So, I going <laughs> to say. No. So we've, um, we, we cut, we cut the wine list end quite a bit uh, after COVID. So when, when COVID hit, the restaurant was shut. Uh, we were closed more or less for about two years, you know, uh, with the odd little break here and there. Um, so we also own a, a wine shop. Uh, Out in Maynooth Which is outside of Dublin So thankfully the shop was able to stay open Throughout the the COVID era era. So we sold a lot of the stock
1: Through through the the shop, shop, very good Sorry, you'll just have to forgive Mm. me I'm just um, pouring myself a little um, Villa Maria braided gravels Albariño So there we go And we'll be right back
0: Hey everybody, Decibel Wines is the newest tasting room in the best block of Hastings City on the East Block where it's all happening. We're right in the heart of the action with uh, you know, the distillers and the common room and a bunch of great restaurants and other uh, great shops and as our neighbors in the area. There's something for everyone in our shop though with 18 wines available under the Decibel Junta and Testify Collections. We're treating podcast listeners to a 15% discount. That's pretty That's pretty good. On our website, with the code PODCAST15 at checkout, head to decimalwines.com and use the promo code PODCAST15. I believe that's all caps. Uh, you know, I moved to New Zealand all alone in 2008 and started making these wines in 2009. I moved here with a dream. And literally just a few bucks in my pocket it all started with a very small amount of decibel Malbec, Sauvignon Blanc and of course Pinot Noir from Martinborough. I make all these wines buying fruit from so many great growers around Hawke's Bay and Martinborough Um, so please come visit us Uh, when you're in Hawke's Bay. I'm usually in the shop hanging around uh, if I'm not there, there's some other great people helping out and know the story and know about all the wines. Or just visit decibelwines.com and use promo code PODCAST15 at checkout for 15% off. Cheers.
1: And now we're back.
0: Um,
2: so now I'd say we probably have about 20 wines from New Zealand uh, on the list between reds and whites. Um, increasingly more and more reds. Good. Good. Uh, A lot of those would be Pinot. Um, More and more uh, are Syrah. Uh, We've got some things like Daniel's Testify. Um, Great wine. Malbec. Yeah, absolutely. The Malbec Nouveau, which has been flying for us. Nice. Uh, And uh, we do that by the glass. People are always very surprised, first of all, that it's Malbec, and and second of all, uh, the style that it is. And that is the kind of wine that I want to see. You know, yep. over here. So it's something a little bit different. I love the style of it. I love the freshness. We uh, we have a, a full page of red wines that we serve chilled, and that's one of them. Huh. Uh, that in itself took a bit of getting used to for for the Irish palate. You know, uh, chilled reds in you know. Do you know what they a take basement, a bit of getting in, used to for lots of in a rainy day. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, but we started a couple of years ago and, you know, it, it's worked really well. So, you know, we probably have about 25, 30 reds. Now, to be honest, most of our reds are, are kind of chilled anyway or temperature controlled. But these ones we serve, cool. Yeah. And uh, it just, it, it's the way to drink them. You know?
1: And I guess, you know, you're you're in your summer at the moment. So it's Absolutely. getting nice and warm and... You know, lovely over well, there. So chilled, reds.
2: Relatively speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, put it this way. You,
1: no, no. So you, you, you go. We,
2: we probably have, we probably have, you know, a couple of hours a day where you could actually sit outside and have a glass of wine. Right.
0: So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a
1: positive. Oh, that's well, that's very nice that you can do that. Um, do do you get customers in the bars that? That just look at the list and go New Zealand. Like, you know, are they surprised by New Zealand wine, or are, are the Irish like, you know, they they kind of know that New Zealand is a is a fine wine territory now? What's the perception oh, yeah, of New absolutely. Zealand wine over there? It's quite 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 decent, isn't it?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Great. So you would have you know what we call the you know supermarket wine. So you'll have you know Marlborough Sauvignon that is.
1: Well, like Oyster Design Bay, kind of Stonely, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those sort of things. And you find them in supermarkets, and and that's fine. Um, the sort of wines that we have tend to be, you know, smaller producers, mm-hmm. so slightly more expensive. So we have wines on the list that go, you know, 100 euros plus. Mm. I don't think there's anything over two. Um but nobody's phased by that. You know, Uh, nobody, you know, people who who really enjoy Pinot have absolutely no problem spending 125, 140 euros on a bottle of Mm. dry river Pinot, you know, something like that. So there's definitely an appreciation for Fine wines yeah. from New Zealand, uh, be that red or
1: white. And do you uh, have they, um, red? Sorry, can I just ask button for a second? Do you have an appreciation for the New Zealand fine wine people? I mean, obviously you've got Dan just arriving on your doorstep today. Is he part really? of like a massive contingent of, of Kiwi winemakers that suddenly go, they dust <laughs> off their passports and they suddenly kind of descend on you? Or like is Daniel one of the one of the few New Zealand winemakers that you see the, in person?
2: Or He's do the you s- only one this week. Actually, you're not the only one this <laughs> week. Um, <laughs> sorry about that.
1: <laughs>
2: Increasingly, more and more. You know, obviously, oh, the a couple of years there where nobody came. Uh, mm. But, yeah, we definitely, we get a fair share. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, it, it really helps. So tonight we have a, a sold-out wine dinner with Daniel uh, here in, in the wine bar. Uh, and we're going to do, you know, a three-course menu. I think we've got about eight or so wines to drink.
1: Fantastic
2: Drink mm. um, And yeah It's it all out Within a couple of days You know As soon as uh, I, th- I think we actually Just used a really good Picture of him Online and, uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah There's, there's one where, uh, where, and he do, where he does Do that kind of Blue steel You know The bone structure Things working That's the one, um, that's the one. That's It's, it, it, it's yeah. only it's The one shot And it will it will Work yep. for everything So no pressure Daniel You'll have to Kind of yep. Walk around the room With your sort of You know Special profile <laughs> <laughs> Last night at the
0: uh at this um uh, retail event we did, they had my picture like taped to two barrels, like <laughs> like a printout from from the computer too. It wasn't like uh glossy or anything, but it no. was like uh you know, a printout from the computer. It was like an eight by 12 or whatever you call it and uh it was taped to the thing and then like people would come up and they'd be like Hi. oh hey and then you know we had the, our importer there and he was like oh you know and there's daniel the winemaker and they start talking to me oh is that you right there and i'm like yeah that's that's me and I'm like oh yeah yeah great you know and i was like yeah uh, i guess i'm here you know <laughs> Uh, it's amazing what you know a little visual aid will do mm. you know? yeah <laughs> we might stick up a couple of photos around the place
1: It's so funny and so like you say it's a sold out event so is it like a like a small kind of intimate thing or have you got 50 people we've, coming we've got or? about 30 people great so, 30 so it's like a good in, classroom size room, room. Hmm. yeah
0: yeah uh, yeah awesome. this place is cool Jeremy it's Europe. got a lot of pockets and different rooms. We're obviously upstairs now, but it's got this like basement area with different rooms and a big hmm. bar. And, uh, it's kind of place you feel like you want to drink wine. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, you kind of tuck away and
2: it's the sort of place you, you can lose a few hours.
0: Yes. Pretty hmm. easy. Yeah. I, I grew up in a place like that. So in <laughs> Philadelphia, so yeah, you sort of, the shadows sort of go in a certain way, even in where you have a window that it works well. Yeah. You know?
1: So it looks kind of from where I'm sitting, it looks kind of moody and broody, even though it's very early in the day. Over that's there, just,
0: that's just us. <laughs> that's just you
1: guys. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan, are you there for a couple of days, or are you flying out? Um, like super. Once super again, quickly? I had
0: a hell of, a hell of an adventure. I uh, uh, our importer Ronan called me on. Uh, of
1: course, his name ad- is Ronan. an
0: event. Yeah, during an event in Sweden. And he said, Hey, man, uh, I'm looking to pick you up at the airport tomorrow, but your flight doesn't exist. And I was like, Uh oh. And I looked it up, and they just canceled the flight and sent some email that I never saw, went to junk, you know. So I had to quickly book. So I flew through Zurich yesterday mm. morning, I had to get up at three in the morning, which wasn't too bad because it was very bright in Sweden <laughs> at three in true. the morning.
1: We learned and, uh, that. Uh, we learned jo- that.
0: Yeah. yeah. You met Jono. Poor guy had to drive me to the airport. Uh, <laughs> we left at four. But he he was he was keen. He was, was all good. Uh, and so, yeah, I had a little bit of a stressful adventure to get here. But, um, uh, you know, I, I have to say, I loved Sweden. It was really fun in Sweden. But last night, and I'm sure tonight will be the same, and uh, you just forget how much fun Ireland is. Like, everybody here is just, I mean, it was so many laughs last night. And I uh, just really... Yeah, uh, it's it's a great place. It's really really fun. So you're feeling and, uh, quite comfortable, Dublin, man, quite at home. Very very comfortable. <laughs> it's a, a bit of a a bit of a strange Airbnb in a strange neighborhood, but I'm I'm hanging in there. Do you know
1: what? I had a really strange B and B last night. I was in Auckland, and um, yeah, I was shooting some videos for for wine friend for our website, and um, mm-hmm. these little clips that are like um, showing that if you like if you love this variety, maybe you'll like this one. So if you like Chardonnay, maybe you like Garganega. If you like, you know, Shiraz, try a Zinfandel, or you know, just these little clips. And um, I had to stay in a B and B in um, Riwmera, and it was the craziest B and B I've ever stayed in in my life. This tiny little. Um, the woman that ran it, she was from Fiji originally, and she'd built this house, which had about 18 rooms and you had to go into each and every room. She had to show you into each and every room before she would finally show you your room. And, (laughs) you know, she pointed out all the decorations and all the, everything that she'd designed everything, but it was just, it took me about 30 minutes, kid you not. To actually get into my room after being shown around, she was very proud of every piece of every ornament, every soft finishing, every cushion. Um, yeah. And her cat liked me, and and that was good. And she baked banana muffins this morning to this um, cool for place. me to take like to um, to take to my video shoot. So yeah, mm. it was it was okay, but very strange.
0: That's like a real Airbnb. That's like pre totally. Airbnb. Yeah, B&B.
1: full yeah. on hosting stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, anyway, so you're, you've had the B and B, you've you've got your your Dublin face on, and you are ready to rock.
0: I had a Guinness last night. You know, I am really doing the thing you know
1: now see that's the thing is it, um, is, is Dublin a, a Guinness town or is it a Kilkenny town or a Murphy's town how does that work what Guinness. it's definitely Guinness the whole Guinness way alright yeah. good yeah. alright just had to clear that up
2: you can when you're driving kind of along the, the river the Liffey you can smell the roasting from uh, from the Guinness factory
0: roasting those dark burning those, those uh, smoking mash, those malts yeah, yeah, nice.
2: And, uh, yeah, it's almost kind of like a almost like a multi coffeeish mm. aroma that just kind of spreads out over the city. So yeah, it's very much a, a Guinness chain.
1: It's so nice when cool. you live in a town where there's an, an active, working brewery, like here in Hastings, where I live and where Dan lives. Uh, long before Dan's time, but as a child, there was a, a quite a large brewery in Hastings um, called Hawke's Bay Brewery. And I used to ride my bike to school past this brewery and the smell of it was like this beautiful kind of sweet, yeah, the sweet malty. The, all they did was like lager and draft, you know, so very basic mm. beers back in the day. So this is like the early 80s, but it just the whole smell was just across the town and it was just the loveliest loveliest smell a, oh, premoni- that. a
0: premonition of things to come a for, premonition for of things to come yeah there was that
1: smell and then across the railway was the Watties factory so um Watties is a very big brand here and they had, they make the very famous Watties tomato sauce so um we'd get beer on one side then you'd cross over the railway station the railway tracks and then you'd be like tomato sauce smell until you got to school, need a sausage and a piece of bread <laughs> yeah. way. You
0: know what I mean? <laughs>
1: and a fried onion, and we're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so no, it's good. Yeah. What about what about uh, Irish whiskey? Like, are, are there? Uh, there's obviously. What did I have here that I got talked into? You know, it's really tough to talk me into it. I had. Uh, I'd say so. Powers. Maybe yeah. it was a Powers. Powers. But it was more. It was like their. They're better stuff. So I've never heard
1: of Powers. Who are they?
0: Yeah, there's kind of the, you know, the, the
2: really well-knowns like Jameson and, you know, Powers. Uh, yeah. You have uh, whiskeys like Middleton um, from Cork. But then increasingly we're seeing more and more kind of new distilleries. Uh, the most famous of them would probably be Teeling's, which is... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've 10, seen them. Yeah. 10, about 10 yeah. minutes from here. Uh, and they do quite a, quite a, a nice range. Um, there's a shop I'd say about a five minute walk from here called the Celtic Whiskey Shop which has pretty much every single Irish whiskey you could possibly want plus oh, every, I know what
0: it, know, was. it was it was uh, Red Breast Red Breast yeah, yeah. yeah. Red Breast was really and, good and I had, Red I, had was lovely. I had had some we, we always carried it and still do carry a bit at my family's bar in Philly but uh, this lovely bartender I met last time I was here said oh you gotta try the, and he, you know and it was actually really affordable but it was kind of you know, 14 year, 12 year, mm. whatever yeah. it was, and it was gorgeous, you know. Yeah. I
1: wonder if you can get um, it in New Zealand. Red breast? Never, yeah, I've never seen it.
0: Uh, I don't know, maybe. It's not, it's, you know, it's obviously not the biggest one, but it's not like unheard of to be exported and stuff. You know? I'm sure you could pick it up and bring it home. Yeah, yeah that was Well, a, I got a long way a to hint. go. I still got to go through the U, through, <laughs> back to Italy and through the U.S. and stuff. It'll so never last. no, <laughs> uh, no. One, one of the ones that I really like at the moment is
2: Green Spot. So they, they do green spot, they do yellow spot, they do blue spot, but they also have a range of green spot aged in wine barrels. So the first mm. and, and it's wineries that have an Irish connection. So the right. first one they did was Laval Barton. So they had green spot aged in
1: label Barton,
2: old Laval Barton, uh, Laval Barton casks. Oh, wow! Um, they followed that up with Chateau Montalina.
0: I have a bottle of that in my house. Yeah, right it's now. Uh, Ronan's dad brought it to. New Zealand to resolve that, yeah. I'll save some for you, Yvonne. Do that. You know, we'll have a, Do that. Yeah, there's some in my cellar. Uh, speaking of Airbnb, we're Airbnb in our house, so hopefully nobody finds it. <laughs> 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 I have it locked away somewhere. Yes. Yeah.
1: That just reminds me, I've just had a flashback of that um, that Black Books episode. Where do you guys watch Black Books? Oh, the wine. Yeah, the wine yeah. where Manny and what's his face are trying to replicate the um, the f- first growth Bordeaux with, yeah. you know, twigs and you know, mouse fluff and
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> bay leaves and shit. <laughs> Lightning.
0: Pretty, as far as like uh, wine, <laughs> wine media out there, that's one of the most epic wine. So episodes. great. I'll have to, I'll have have to look to, it You up. have to watch yeah. that. Oh, you haven't Black seen it, Books. Ian?
1: Call yourself a psalm. And you haven't – okay, you you need to Google it. Well, he's also –
0: the the guy's Irish. I know it's a British BBC show, but Mm. he's uh, – We get them over here. Yeah. No, but the guy is – what's his name? Uh, um, Uh,
1: And he was here. He was was in New Zealand just a couple of weeks ago doing a stand-up to Dylan Dylan Moran. Moran. Dylan Moran. Yeah. 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 Very, very funny.
2: I know of it. I I haven't seen it, but I'll definitely – Got to watch the wine I'll episode
0: one. Yeah, it's, if anything, you get that one. Yeah, I like the piano one too. That one's good.
1: Yes, they're all. Um, I like the little, um, the little book of calm.
0: Yeah, that's. A good oh one. yeah. <laughs> um, See, Ian's, cool.
1: Ian's yeah. eyes are just glazing over now because he's just like these people are off on a <laughs> on a private joke <laughs> rant that I know nothing about. So I'm so sorry. We we should never Not put a guest through this, Daniel. It's your fault.
0: Yep. For sure, not sure, stopping sure. me
1: when I brought that up
0: Always my fault <laughs> Like, so like what's, every other woman in my life yeah. It's my
1: fault <laughs> <laughs> So you've got a whole day to kill Before your event tonight What are you going to do guys? Well
2: actually We've got a tasting for Some of the, the trade uh, And journalists here in the afternoon Okay. Um, Daniel doesn't know it yet But then he's going to do a bit of staff tasting <laughs> For all of our team here
0: Luckily, um, I have nowhere else to be, so then <laughs> I
2: have. Oh, I have loads of things planned for him that he doesn't know about. Yet. Uh, then we have, I think, another couple of journalists popping in, kind of in between the tasting and the dinner. Um, cool. And then oh, there's there's loads of glasses to be polished, and yeah.
0: cutlery to be done, and to be indeed. Be yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, all yeah. of that.
0: I swore when uh, I first moved to new zealand between the, my first two or three jobs i think i was like i think i just moved to new zealand to polish glasses because that's all i did for years you know that and pruning in the vineyard in the wintertime was like you know i'm like oh, i'm glad i moved all the way around the world <laughs> to, do these to go jobs, pruning you know? and
1: polishing pruning and polishing yeah it's how they it's, but they it's are both they really start. important mm-hmm. hmm. they are
0: yeah no it sounds good
1: and we'll be right back Howdy everyone, I'm Yvonne Lorcan, the Co-Founder and Chief Tasting Officer for WineFriend, the best subscription service for wine in the land. And it's the best because my team and I hunt high and low to find amazing interesting wines that we match to your individual taste buds, and then we deliver them to your door at a price and frequency that suits you. Now we know you want to try new wines, but we also know it's really hard to break free from those boring, safe, same olds from the supermarket. And it sucks when you spend good money on something new, but it doesn't taste great to you. Because everyone tastes wine differently, right? So we take the hassle and guesswork away, because if we know how your taste buds work, then you can trust us to go away and find great wines just for you. It's easy, just go to winefriend.co.nz, click on Get Started to answer a few fun questions about your taste preferences, choose one of our three awesome plans, your combo of reds and whites, and how often you'd like them delivered, and then sit back and wait for a whole new world of wine to open up. They're wines from all over the world, they're wines that I personally really love, and they're wines that you're not going to find in your average supermarket. Plus, each bottle comes with a neck tag written by moi with handy notes that'll impress your friends. Our plans are totally flexible, you're not locked into anything, and you can buy more of the wines that you love with a simple tap or a click. Just use the promo code Yvonne, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, for 24% off your first subscription case. So become a wine friend and we'll all live happily ever after. Cheers. And on with the show. You
0: might be wanting to get rid of me by the end, you know. I'll be here all day, you know, into <laughs> the night. At least we know we can. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, do you, Ian? Do you have any um, any plans to come back to New Zealand yourself after your mammoth um, summit <sighs> trip last year?
2: Abs- absolutely. Uh, they're just not very concrete plans at the moment. Mm. We have a four-year-old. Oh, congratulations!
1: Um, That's so cute.
2: Yeah. So he was actually. Well, my, my wife was pregnant. She's about six months pregnant while I was on the summit trip, and we were also buying a house at the same time. It just all happened, you know. So I was over there, you know, attending these tastings mm. and, and parties—very serious
1: and tastings.
2: Very serious, you know. And and with the hour difference of time, I think it was it was like twelve or thirteen hour difference or something. Uh, so she would call me, you know, in the morning, you know, with you know, sending me emails, this needs to be done for the solicitors, et cetera, et cetera, and I like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> come, come and talk to all my new friends, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. look at this, look at this. Yeah,
1: guys, guys, it's like, guys, 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 this is my wife, like, this is my wife, here, yeah. it's it's like, say hi, say you know, hi. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know,
2: don't fucking start. <laughs> and then I'd wake up the next morning, and I'm like, oh, oh. i got to call her back, and, she'd be, and I'd bring her back, and she'd be like, Okay, did you do that? Did you do this? I'm like, I can't remember what you were talking. No, about.
0: <laughs>
1: what was it? But, yeah. I asked you um, to print out, to s- print out signs, scan and email yeah, those yeah, things.
2: Yeah. God. So, uh, yeah, I, I had an amazing time. Um, but yeah, we, we'll probably wait until he's a little bit older mm. uh, before we make a trip. Now, I have a brother who lives in Australia, just north of Melbourne. So you know, when we do get over, we'll probably we'll go and visit him for. You know, maybe a week or so yeah. and then head over to New Zealand for,
0: That's for a good. Couple of weeks do a family to trip. Out. That's what yeah. I do. I park my family in Italy. Yeah. And then I john around a little bit, you know? You know yeah. Drive them all the way here.
1: And you know, it's good if Not you this time, it, it's someday. good for you to leave your um to to wait until your child is just a little bit older. I think they have to be at least I think they have to be at least five before you can throw them off the bungee. Um Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yeah, I think I yeah. think five is the minimum. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say he'd be jumping off the bungee before I'd be jumping off
1: the bungee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's usually like that. Funny. Very cool. Well I'm sitting here in my kitchen with um my glass of Alberino in front of me, but you can't see it, but my kitchen bench is covered in KFC, the detritus of what happens when I'm away and oh, no one that's, cooks. That's the
0: meal. That's yeah. like
1: I. I'll, I'll see if I can turn the the laptop around so you can see. That's my kitchen. Oh, bench. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. Nice. You don't have to pretend that it's not that your favorite pairing with all while you're doing all your tasting. Look,
1: look. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. I love me a wicked wing. I love a wicked wing and um and a, and a buttery chardonnay, buttery shards, and wicked wings. Mm. Can't beat them, um, but you know, two-day-old potato and gravy just sitting there. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Oh, the joys. I you
0: know, uh, Rachel used to work with us. <laughs> she, uh, when I met her in Houston, Texas, she was working at a uh, place that only served fried chicken and champagne.
1: Oh, I love that like idea. Mm. Yep.
0: It, it was a killer spot. Yep. Like, and I think Thought it's I still it. going strong in Houston. It's like, yeah, why not? Oh you know?
1: my God. I remember one of my favorite. This is genuine, by the way. This is absolute truth. One of my favorite wine and food pairings of all time was um, Krug, glass of Krug and truffle fries. Oh, uh, yeah. Like beautiful uh, little sure. truffle French fries, truffle dusted fries, and Krug. Amazing. Yeah. So well, so good.
2: We would often say, you know, uh, a good vintage champagne and fish and chips.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Sure. Cut through yeah. that grease, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Cut through the grease. Can I?
2: Can I ask you about the
1: Albarino? Yeah. What do you want to know? It's um. It's, um it has it got a boyfriend? It, it's is, an is Aquarius. Much of it grown? It's um. Favorite color is teal, and um, <laughs> it likes pina coladas and walks in the rain.
0: <laughs> I could uh, probably step in and tell you a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, mm. if we're not talking about that wine specifically, but there is more and more being planted. It's a bit of a uh, favorite now, both of growers and winemakers, Very because much so. uh, it's later, later ripening, thick skins, real. Uh, you know, we're getting more weather incidents, like everybody else in the world. So um, it's a bit of a you know um, bulletproof mm. white uh, and. And um, you know, sometimes wines that are easy to grow, the winemakers don't necessarily love, but we all love it. So I made mm. five tons of it this year. Okay, and uh, and and I've got probably I don't know four or five other friends who are making it from either the same vineyard or other sites, and it just really suits Hawks Bay. Yeah, because you do need heat. You know, you I mean, do. do you need heat. Make.
1: Yeah. Oh no, this Albarino grown. Mm. Um, all over New Zealand, but no, yeah. Hawks Bay seems to be a real kind of hotspot for um, for really good quality alberino. And okay. um, this one from Villa Maria is slightly different because this has been made um, in a concrete egg fermenter as opposed to tank and a little bit of barrel like a lot of other alberinos are. So okay. it's got a slightly different texture to it, a little, little bit sort of, um I don't know, no, it's like it's sort of powdery, felty, lovely texture. I really like it. So but they only do that with the braided gravels Alberino. They have Villa Maria have like an estate Alberino. They've put a lot of money into it and and it's great. And I, I love Alberino, as I suspect a lot of other people in New Zealand love Alberino, because it's sort of bridges that gap between the um crisp florality. Um, that you'd get in, say, Sauvignon, you know, kind of green apples and a bit of herbs with this lovely richness that you'd, you know, get in, say, a Gris or a Chard. Um, yep. And, yeah, it's just getting people to getting people to choose it off a wine list, you know. It's once they try it, it's like any of those varieties. It's like Gewürztraminer or whatever, you know. As soon as you put it in front of them, tell them how to say it, they love it. There, you know. Yeah, I th- it's a lot it.
0: easier to say though, and a lot less intimidating to say than probably Viognier. Than Viognier, mm. Mm. and uh, Gruner Velt as well. I mean, we we did a alternative wine um, conference down in Marlborough last year with win- winemakers, and a lot of the Marlborough guys were, you know, they were like, ah, ten, twelve years ago, everybody was talking about Gruner mm. as a great little alternative varietal but we can barely sell it through our tasting room because people are scared to pronounce it. It's, you so, know? True. it's you know, so true, it's so true. We, we find that the same with, uh,
2: you know, a lot of the Austrian varieties, Blaufrankisch, mm. you know, people see it in the Saint label. Saint Laurent. Uh, right. e- even uh, Spätburgunder. you know, from Germany. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I use it a lot in wine tastings. I don't tell them it's Pinot until after they've had it, but when they see it on a wine list, you know, they'll be scrolling down and they'll see Syrah, Mm. Cabinet, Merlot, yeah, yeah, Segundo, no.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And one of the other cool things about Albarino and the you know because of the acids that come in. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of great flavor there, but a lot of times where we harvest it acid-wise, it could be like 10, 12 grams um, per liter of uh, tartaric, which is really high. Mm. So it forces the winemaker to get a little creative. We, like we did an overnight soak in a sealed press with nitrogen this past year and the wine came out like super creamy. Cause there's mm-hmm. like, you know, the pH changes when it sits on the skins for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they're doing like concrete egg. I guarantee they're doing that and add texture to sort of create yeah. balance with all that acidity. Um, and it's not a, the worst problem to have if the if the flavor's still there and it's not like it's not green, it's not like unripe or anything. It's just like this is, Whoa, different. This is a phenomenal acid. Yeah. So barrels, you know, we did a lot with barrels and, and I'm you know, this is other winemakers doing real similar things, you know, where they're like, We can play around with lees and solids and there's it just opens up a whole world of possibilities when it's, you know, got all this flavor and acidity. And again, yeah, it's a little, I think people like saying, I always said that about Malbec that people mm. are like, I remember when it boomed and Shiraz boomed in the U.S. in like the 90s. I was like, I think people just like saying that word, you know, they don't, you know, it's, and there's something <laughs> to that, you know.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, and Alvarino like, is like that. It, like, it, it just rolls off Malbec the tongue. things, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of fun to say, you know, yeah. that, that helps, you know, what's in a word, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I tell you, so it's uh, one of the... Are we going to um, see any viewers? Sorry.
0: Are we, are we going to see any of yours over here? Yeah, sure. You know that's uh, that's up to Ronan, but uh, we we Showing we actually the debuted. It. I I did a Philadelphia <laughs> cheesesteak, pork sandwich and hoagie event at our tasting room two weekends ago, a part of the Food and Wine Festival. We had a street, we had a you know a, a food truck, and uh, we sold three hundred sandwiches, and it went really well. And the and we took some of the Albarino straight from tank right as it was finishing fermentation. I uh, had about half a bricks left so it had a little bit of a spritz to it but not really and we served it uh, by keg at the event and we, we went through a whole keg of it <laughs> in the two days uh, and it was that zippy acidity through the mm-hmm. greasy cheesesteak it was like the ultimate pairing so we're ready man we're, we're gonna you know I'll probably bottle it in the spring and, and we'll get it out at, you know as soon as we can um, because it's Excellent. already tasting good yeah so Fabulous. just a matter of sh- shipping it all the way around the world yep. you know what I mean
2: well, we've got your your Pinot Gris tonight, okay. uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, and that's one that isn't actually available here at the moment, but Ronan very kindly carried a few bottles home with them. Um, so, yeah, we'll get to try that. We've got the the Testify Chardonnay, the Malbec. Nice. Decibel wines. Mm.
0: Um, the Pinot. Yeah. Very yeah, good. I think the, you know, Comprehensive. I, I noticed what, you know, going back to what we first started talking about is the the sort of understanding uh, and, and this is my second time here but and but still pretty limited is that they do understand New Zealand Pinot here um and they like it and they want more of it and uh so that's uh probably a lot to do with guys like this who have pushed mm. it over the years but um, no there's definitely some some retailers and people mm. and Uh, A lot of people last night were loving loving Pinot Noir, so it's good to see. Yeah, and Ian, thank you so much,
1: you know, having you as an ambassador, you know, for for New Zealand wines and, and, you know, putting up with Daniel for, you know, while he's yep. visiting, and keeping mm, keeping no him, um, making sure people don't feed him, touch him, you know, but he gets <laughs> enough sleep and he stays calm. And they can
2: touch the pictures, they can touch the, the pictures, <laughs> not the person.
1: Um, but yeah, having having you as a um, as a New Zealand wine fan um, and spreading the New Zealand wine message over there is so great. You know, thank you so much. It's, it's amazing. It's a pleasure.
2: Uh, it it only costs you know. Two and a half weeks in New Zealand um <laughs> but uh no you know I, I think the the advantage of a trip like that for someone like me is that you know I, I've always been a fan I, I I love the wines um but then when I get over there and I get kind of re-energized and I get to see the you know the bigger picture and or the pointy end of of what's actually going on then I come back you know totally re-energized and you know with a whole a, a whole new idea is um I think one of the things that uh, Irish consumers, particularly when it comes to Pinot Noir, is they've got an appreciation for the different styles of Pinot. So you know, Central Otago Pinot, absolutely, but also Martinborough Pinot. You know, and 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 they they kind of understand you know uh, that there are differences. It's right. not just New Zealand Pinot. You know, in the same way, it's not just New Zealand Sauvignon mm. anymore. You know, mm. there is there's Sauvignon, Sauvignon, but then there's also different styles within Marlborough and
1: yeah. totally and I mean you know you try a Sauvignon from Central Otago totally different beast yeah. you know Sauvignon from Hawke's Bay a different beast again so that's yeah. great that, that you think that they've got that, um, that open attitude to regionality yeah. and differences yeah. very cool
2: uh, when we were when we were there one of the things that I really enjoyed was Gamay from mm. Central Otago yeah we, we tasted quite a few and they were delicious
0: yeah that suits that region there it suits a lot of regions in Hawke's Bay Gemi is a fun one, yeah.
1: Gamay is a cool. fun one, and, with and then that, on the, yeah. the
0: flip side, I, I uh, and, and we'll let you go in a second, Yvonne. But I, I will uh, say, for me personally, uh, you know, being in places like Sweden, Ireland, the U.S., and of course Italy, uh, I get to try a lot of good, great wines and come back energized and uh, excited as well. So. Uh, we've got a bottle of Marsal over here that was open last night, but just a taste. Yeah. Uh, just to taste. We're gonna um, <laughs>
1: just, just have
0: up. to just just uh, see what else is going on with that bottle and a breakfast tasting. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, Love it. So cool. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll you let go. you go. Uh, mm. Thank you so much for uh, taking time at uh, in your evening to it's speak with It's all good. Us, you it's
1: know? it's all good. I'm just pleased that um, you know the plane. Got in on time. It was yeah, I was yeah. supposed to get an earlier yeah. flight and the earlier flight ended up being delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. So at the end it didn't really yeah. kind of matter. I only just skated in the door in time for this anyway. So but it's all good. And, and thank it's you so lovely her, uh, to meet yeah, you, Ian. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Likewise, Ivon, well. Thank very you very fun. much. I'll, uh, we'll have to catch up next time I'm over.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm we'll, feeling um, you will. We'll do a yeah. ticky tour of Hawke's Bay, yep. New Zealand, l- all over. Yep. Happy days. Happy days. All right, I'll stay classy, guys.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> okay, Ciao. bye. See, ya. See ya. Thank Thank you. you. This podcast is hand picked, whole bunch pressed, wild fermented, and produced, unfined and unfiltered by Daniel Brennan and Aaron Cash at New Song Studio.